You're listening to On The Road with Mike and Andy, the number one Australian weekly trucking podcast made for Aussie truckies by Aussie truckies. Listen to On The Road on the Australian Big Rigs Radio Roadshow and via podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and now also on iHeartRadio. Just search for On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast. On The Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. Welcome back to the show. This week we've got a real treat in store for you. After many international time zone calculations and a very early morning start, we managed to bring together two of the hottest artists in country music today. From the USA, trucker and singer-songwriter Tony Justice graciously spared some of his valuable time for a chat about his newly released album, 18 Gears to Life. What's more, Aussie country music sensation Jane Denham also joined the chat to talk about her duet with Tony on the album and to share the story of her own new album release. Mike and I talk about the TV ads that really get up our nose in That's What You Think, plus our regular something to talk about and on-the-road news segments, along with music from Tony and Jane. Seriously guys, if this show keeps growing the way it is, we're going to need a bigger truck. Time to get on the road. Let's do it. G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers, and when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road, but when we're on the road, we're listening to the big rigs on the road. <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Truck and radio is what we do across Australia 24 7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Mike and I are more than just a bit excited. I'm excited. Because we are joined by one of America's most talked about independent country music stars, who just happens to be a trucker as well. Sharing his time between his home in Tennessee and the home of country music in Nashville, it's our absolute pleasure to introduce the one and only Tony Justice. Welcome to the show, Tony. It's great to have you with us. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Now, as if that's not enough... Homegrown Aussie country music superstar, good friend of On The Road, and the only guest that Mike has ever gone full tilt fanboy over. <laughs> Welcome back to the lovely Jane Denham. Hi, Jane. Hi, guys. This roundtable chat just wouldn't be the same without the On The Road interview king. I'm talking, of course, about our old mate, Mike the Oz Trucker. Oh, hi, yeah. All right, Tony, long distance love. The track on your latest album that you recorded together with Jane, can you tell us how you came about meeting Jane and ultimately putting down this wonderful track together? Yeah, me and Jane got to meet each other at the Mid American Truck Show in Louisville, Kentucky, and then got the Great American Truck Show in Dallas, Texas. And, and over the last four or five years, we would bump into each other. She'd be busy going and doing things and uh, signing autographs and singing. And I'd be going the other way, doing the same thing. And we finally got to talk a little bit one day and we ended up jumping up on the stage with her and singing one of her songs together. And we just felt like there was a good blend with our vocals. Mm. And lo and behold, I know sometime later, I, I wrote this song that was perfect for a duet. And thought, you know, what a great way to maybe put this thing together would, would be to get with Jane and see if she'd be interested in singing on it with us. And as they say, the rest is history. 
And Jane, when did you first hear Tony's music? Was it musical love at first sight for you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was funny because I'm really good friends with Travis Sinclair here in Australia and we were like fans of Tony Justice in America. So it was really cool to meet Tony at the truck shows in America and we all hit it off him and Misty's wife. We all just became friends straight away. I think they were like, who's this crazy Australian chick that's come over to sing for us? But yeah, like Tony said, I just said, hey, do you want to come up and sing a song in my show? But we'd known each other probably about three or four years. And like Tony said, our voices together just sounded so good. We were like, oh, my gosh, we have to sing together. This is so amazing. So because that doesn't always happen in music. But the song was just, it's such a brilliant song. And, yeah, it's a real honour to be singing with him on the track. And we did the video as well, which was fun. It's a great song. And just tell me the nitty-gritty of it. How did you record? Did you record together? Did you record separately? About the time we went into the studio and tracked the song, of course, COVID hit. Oh, yeah. So the studio kind of shut down and we were sending tracks over to a guitar player at his house. A lot of the overdubs got done at musicians' homes. Mm. The studios were shut down. So we were full stride in the middle of recording this thing and putting together a video at the same time. So <laughs> we didn't get to be together when we recorded it, which being what the song's about, Long Distance Love, I don't know if that didn't kind of play into our hand a little bit and kind of add to the hook of the song. Yeah, Basically, can't get any further apart than what we were. You know, her in Australia, me here in America. So Jane has an awesome producer and video guy over there, so they shot their shots after an outback somewhere. And <laughs> I went down to Florida and, and shot my stuff, and they put it all together. You know, the folks at TBS they actually sponsored the video and used their video guy, and he, he did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And Jane's people captured cool sunsets or sunrise, one of the two. It's beautiful. Yeah. As far as recording goes, we got all of our tracks done and my vocals, and we shipped them over via internet to the studio there in Australia that Jane used, and she cut her vocals. A little bit of back and forth. I know we had a finished song and a finished video, didn't we, Jack? Mm, yeah, I was literally one week off flying to America and was all kept under wraps that we were doing this project. So I was going over to sing at the Louisville Truck Show, and then COVID hit. The main reason why I was going over to America was to record with Tony. Mm. So, yeah, it really was that close to us recording together. It got cancelled. But as Tony said, I think in the end it kind of created this distance visually as well in the video, which I think made it quite magical. Because originally we were going to have shots of us recording together in the studio, so we ended up recording those shots in totally different studios. Well, magic, I think, is the word. Let's have a listen to the song right now. Here's Tony Justice and Jane Denham with Long Distance Love. It's a rainy night in Georgia Heading out to California Counting days till I hold you again Well, it's cold in Colorado They're calling more snow for tomorrow Lonesome in the wind It ain't easy loving someone Who's always on the road But I take your heart with me Everywhere I go I just call to say I miss you Girl, you're always on my mind Here we are again Long distance love 
I'd just like to say that as a truck driver, listening to that track on the road, given that I've spent as long on the road as I have, it's bloody awesome. It really does capture, for me anyway, yeah. the sort of feelings that you get as a driver on the road. You're sitting there behind the wheel and you're looking out over the bonnet. You're yeah. sort of laughing and you're sort of thinking to yourself, yeah, I wish I was home. But even though you love being where you are, being home is just an awesome thing too. And why you do what you do. I love it. It's a great track. I actually got the idea for this song me so many years ago probably 14 15 years ago when i got the idea for the song and i never could write anything with that title i just wasn't happy with it and we finally got to get with my producer and then uh, jerry sally he also helped out on this song and we finally got what i wanted i'm pretty particular you know, when it comes to writing songs we're going to try to record it especially and everything all the stars just lined up that day in the writing room and i think we captured that feeling that you're talking about you know and that's what you want to try to do especially you know, we're doing songs for the men and women who keep this world rolling. And, and uh, you know, you got to put your best foot forward because they get up every morning and do that every day, day in and day out. So they deserve nothing but the best. And you know, I don't know how we could have done this any better unless we had another 100000 to spend on it, maybe. Yeah. This is why I love your music, Tony, because you've seen my videos on social media. Yes. I don't do it on purpose. When these things happen, it's just the music that I've got on in the cab of the truck. 
and Brothers of the Road, I was overtaking some guys down at Maroolan because they were going a lot slower than me and here it is in the background plan. And I think that was when you and I first met on social media. You know, I'll often be driving along at the night time and particular lines in particular songs mean things, you know, when they come together, like with Jane, some of Jane's songs. I love Jane's songs. You haven't mentioned that before, Mike. I've never mentioned that I love Jane's songs. Yeah, yeah. Sarcasm. Who's Jane Denham? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, look, seriously. 24 tons of steel on the back, mate. I've done that for real. These words of the songs mean things, and I don't know about other guys, but I just sort of love the way the music all comes together. And when Jane and Tony did this song, it was just like you know, meat and potatoes. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, meant to be. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. We appreciate it. The new album has just been released this week. Congratulations. Can you tell us a bit about the album? I was going to put the COVID sessions on the album, but my publicist wouldn't allow me to do that. This thing has been a marathon you know, everything happens for a reason. A lot of times things don't go our way and it's better that they didn't. And I think this is one of those situations to where it bought us a lot more time. This album was supposed to actually release back in August of 2020. So uh, with COVID coming along and messing everything up, you know, here we are nine months later than what we were supposed to be. But we also had nine months to perfect the mixing, the overdubs, the harmonies, you know, make sure we had all the pronunciation good. This is the CD that I have worked for 35 years kind of CD that I've worked that long to have. I've never had a CD that I'm this happy with. Usually there's two or three songs on each CD that I've done in the past that you get done with the album and you know, I wish I hadn't recorded that one or I like the way that one sounds and this album here, top to bottom you won't skip a song to go to the next one. Just every song on it. So many great writers. The Lord bless me with some good rights on it and, and this thing, I think it's just off the hook. I'm the artist so I can't say that. It is off the hook. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I really am. Excellent stuff. Well, look, I'm on the hunt for a bit of a scoop here. So, Jane, back to you. Have you and Tony talked about further collaborations in the future? <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. We might tour together one day, so we'll see what happens in the future. But, yeah, we love hanging out and we love working together. And, Tony, honestly, that new album came out in Australia yesterday, which it wasn't out in America because we're a day ahead texted Tony saying, oh my gosh, your album's out here in Australia. And so yesterday I knew it was out secretly. And so I got to listen and I can honestly say, Tony, it is the best album. Honestly, every single song on it is so strong. The production's amazing. The songwriting's amazing. So everyone go out and check out. It really is a fantastic album and you should be very proud. I don't know how you're ever going to beat it actually. Uh, yeah. You can come and see on my album. <laughs> <laughs> but we really love working together. So, yeah, you never know what's happening. But stay tuned, folks. It's early days of hanging out. So we're going to grow old together. Right. See, we're going to get him on a plane and come to Australia one day. <laughs> yeah. I'm still looking for a good ship to ride on over there. So <laughs> we'll get it figured out, maybe. We have a fellow in this country, Molly Meldrum. And Jane just did the best Molly impersonation there with the do yourself a favour. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. That's an in-joke, Tony. We'll explain it to you later. <laughs> now, Mike, you've been sitting there very quietly, which must be killing you. <laughs> so I'm going to throw it to you because this is, after all, a trucking podcast, and I'm sure you've got some serious truck-related questions for Tony, so go for it. Mate, I've got lots of questions for Tony. I put out on social media for people to email me questions to ask Tony when we had him on the show because I've made no secret we're having him on the show. 
the surprise for people is going to be that Jane's on the show too. And I'm so stoked that we could pull all this together and make it happen. The thing that I've been asked most, obviously, and Jane's just answered the question, I think, is when is Tony coming to Australia? <laughs> this is the question that everyone wants to know. Are we allowed to talk about what we were working on, Jane? Yeah, sure. Um, we were actually looking at coming over there last year in 2020 and the, the COVID yeah. hit. That kind of messed everything up. So, yeah, there was uh, quite a bit of work that had already been done. I know, especially over on your guys' side, because, you know, all the logistics had to be handled there. And, you know, we were just gearing up to come over there. We was really excited about it. And everything, you know, just took a turn another direction with COVID. So you know, everything just got slid back on the back burner. I know, Jane, you put out an album or two since then. And now I've got one coming out. So, you know, it's still on the stove. It's just kind of simmering. And uh, when we can pull that pan back forward and put it on the big burner and turn it up on high, hmm. I would love to come over there and party down and rock out, you know, trucker style, you know. We could have an old school gutter party, mate. <laughs> Stay tuned. You never know. Fingers crossed it, it'll happen in the future. We were going to surprise everyone with a big tour, but we'll see what happens with COVID and everything. Anyway, at the moment, you can listen to his new album. That's right. Have him in your truck or your car in Australia. So the next one that I get asked is that peak that you drive in the videos, is that the truck that you actually drive, mate? Yes, sir. Yeah, I've been uh, in that truck since 2011, and it didn't look like that when I got in it. It's crazy. You know how it is with trucks. You get a nice piece on there that you want. Two years later, you're finally getting five new pieces down the road. And the nice one you put on five years ago, it's so nice. You got to buy that one again. It never ends. Yeah, I've been driving that truck. Just got back from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Let's see, what is today? I'm lost. I'm so lost. What is today? You're Friday. Yeah, it's Friday here in America. So it's Saturday in Australia? Yep. Okay, yeah. I had a short run this week. I didn't run too many miles. About 1,300 miles went up to Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is just right above Chicago. Took a load up there and they unloaded me and reloaded me in the same spot going right back to Greenville, Tennessee and then parked it up for the week so we can start getting ready for the big truck show down in Wildwood, Florida coming up next week. Well, tell you what, it's just, it's just great. I love that truck. Yeah. I look at some of the videos that you guys shoot and there's those three big rigs side by side going down the highway with all the marker lights. You call them chicken lights, right? all the lights and the, just the sun. And I'll tell you, I just saw that. And I've actually watched that bit of the video over and over. It's so cool. I love the way you shoot your videos. I really do. Now, mate, given the fact that we've got the scoop that you're going to come to Australia, it ties in perfectly with a little challenge that I've got for you. And it's going to be up to Jane to make right. sure when you come that you can speak like an Australian gentleman. So what I've done is I've collected some Australianisms for the want of a better description. Oh, boy. doesn't matter if you don't know, because our job here at On The Road is to keep you safe <laughs> and make right. sure you don't get your teeth knocked out in the bar, right? <laughs> right. You better tell him about the drop bears too. The drop bears? Yeah. Oh, mate, I've done whole videos on drop bears. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous things, mate. I can show him me drop bear scars. If someone comes up to you, Tony, and says, good day, mate, what's going on there? He just said, hello, buddy. That's right. Yeah, he's saying he's pleased to meet your acquaintance and how are you? That's good day, mate. Okay. He hears me say it all the time. He's used to it. <laughs> all right, eh? Well, we better get a little bit more technical, Ben. <laughs> if someone says, give it a go, you mug. Get it done. <laughs> what, what's his name? Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. 
Tony, do you do a really good Larry the Cable Guy impersonation or is it more a case of he does a really good Tony Justice impersonation? I have got a crazy story about Larry the Cable Guy. If you guys got like two minutes. Go. I was recording a NASCAR album back in 99 or 2000. Rusty Wallace, Roger Penske, and Miller Light Beer had waived their endorsement fees because they didn't have the money to pay for all that. They just, I'd wrote a song about Rusty. They thought it was cool and and they let us use his car on the CD and this and that. So I was working with a guy in Nashville. His name was Lynn Heron. One day he calls me and goes, hey, buddy, what are you doing? I said, I'll just sit at the house. What's up, buddy? He goes, well, I got a phone call today from uh, this guy named Larry the Cable Guy. I said, who? <laughs> he said, Larry the Cable Guy. This is before anybody knew who he was. Well, he, I mean, what's it about? You know, what's he want? He goes, well, he wants to tell jokes in between the songs on your CD. So you know what? I said, nobody's ever offered me to be on their CD. Why am I going to offer somebody else I don't know to be on my CD? <laughs> that, that's a true story. No, I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> if that had happened, then, I, you know, heck, me and Jane would have never sung our song together, and I'm probably going to be coming to Australia. So this is better. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Maybe we'll cross paths again on the way, you know? Cool. I can't imagine a duet with Tony and Buddy Larry the Cable Guy. I'd pay big money to see that. <laughs> what's your next quote, Mike? If something's a little ripper, Tony, what's that? Uh, I have no idea. You reckon, Jane, you want to help him out? The little ripper? I don't even know how to explain that. All I know is that <laughs> I just say it, don't I? No, it means it's good, I think. Is that the best way to explain yeah. it? I don't know. Yeah, a good thing. If someone says that you're blotto, who do you reckon that one would be? Well, he, he might not know this one. Oh, this is a, that was a good one. If somebody <laughs> says I'm blotto. No, blotto. No, blo- blotto. Yeah, that's it. Don't give it to him. He'll use it in America. <laughs> am, am I drunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good I'm going to go on Jeopardy. <laughs> All right. Here's the best one. This is a save the best for last. This will be the last one. If you go and have a chunder, mate, what's going on there? Have a chandem? Don't have Chanda. Have a Chanda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no, I, I can't even guess at this one. Okay, Chanda means vomit. Oh, oh get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Goes right along with being blotto, mate. Yeah. It was blotto, then Chanda. That's usually how it goes in that order. <laughs> <laughs> these videos that you shoot, mate, with all these really cool trucks, and this is just another question that I've got from a listener. Are they just friends of yours? Are these guys you pay to be on the videos or or how do the videos come together? How do you produce them? You know, uh, I have to give all the credit for the videos to a gentleman by the name of Christopher Fifey. He does big rig videos. He has a YouTube channel and a Facebook page. He spends his time going to just about every truck show that happens in America. Uh, He does what he calls the rolling CB interviews. It's kind of how he got started. And he's rigged his car up with all these cool remote cameras. I mean, this guy's like MacGyver, man. He's cool. He's, he's so good at what he does. And he just has tons and tons of B-roll footage uh, sitting around, you know, where he's done all these CB rolling videos. So it's really easy to gather the content that you see. You know, Brothers of the Highway, that was a lot of B-roll footage that he gathered up. But then on Car Stripes and White Lines, that was actually 25 or 30 of us that met up after the Guilty by Association truck show in Joplin, Missouri. And we actually run together. Everybody wants their truck in a video. So I've never had to pay nobody. We just kind of let them know what we're doing and they show up. So it's pretty cool. You know, you kind of get that old school brotherhood feeling again, you know, with those kind of guys. The trucking industry here is pretty awesome. And people are you know, very quick to jump in, lend a hand and get their truck in a the video. They're very proud of their trucks. You know, they got a lot of work in it. 
lot of times it was their dad's truck that got handed down to them. So they're pride in those trucks. Anytime that we can include fans and in their trucks, you know, this, that's what this music's for. And uh, that's why we make it. So we look forward to doing that. That's really, really good. I actually had a truck in a music video once. I was in a song called Chain to the Wheel. I mine's one of the sets of clearance lights running around in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go. Congratulations oh. on the album. I'm out in the middle of Australia at the moment. As soon as I get some Wi-Fi, I am going to be downloading that bad boy and I'll be playing that in the truck. And you'll certainly hear it in the background, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Jane, too, for making the time so early on a Saturday. And to you, too, Andy, thanks for pulling it all together, mate. I'm so proud of what we're doing and so happy that we can pull something like this together. It's really good. Yeah. Absolute pleasure, mate. We are running out of time here. So just quickly, getting back to the album, the album titled, Tony, and where do our folks go to find it? So it's called 18 Gears to Life. We are on all digital download platforms, whether you use iTunes, Apple Music. I think we've got all of our bases covered. It took us a few years to learn all that and how to get our music on there. So uh, you can go to walmart.com, go to target.com, or you can go to my website, tonyjusticemusic.com, and we have all my CDs there, all my merch. We'll sign the CDs up for you, and we do ship internationally, so we can get you fixed up and took care of. Fantastic. Thank you. And I've noted here you've also mentioned Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, all of them. Yes. And Jane's album as well. My new album, Wanted, comes out on April 13. So the first two singles are out. And yeah, it's totally different, this record. It's Jane Denham meets Country Rock and the Wild West. Fabulous. A lot of fun, purely just for the sake of creating something completely different. And it's been lots of fun, so I can't wait to get it out. Would you blow so in the studio? That's why the rock and roll side. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, Tony, when you come to Australia and you say that, they'll go, what? <laughs> I will work on it. It's been our absolute pleasure to chat with Tony Justice and Jane Denham today. Thank you both so much for being such great sports and coming out to play with us. We've had a great time. How about I throw to you, Tony, to introduce your next song to close out our chat today. Hey, everybody, this is Tony Justice. And you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Handy. Here's a brand new song off my 18 Gears to Life album called Broke Down Beer Truck. Get her done. Get her done. <laughs>
Hi guys, my name's Dan. I listen to On The Road on the Australian Big Rig Roadshow. There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. NTI is Australia's number one truck insurer, the specialist you can count on to protect your transport and logistics assets, with the know-how to take control of the situation and the capability to reduce lost income by getting trucks back on the road again as soon as possible. Specialist products, experienced people, accredited repair and recovery networks and industry advocacy is what we do. It's our specialty and we've been doing it for more than 45 years. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page. It's time for That's What You Think. Some say they're too opinionated for their own good. Some say they're just a pair of grumpy old men. We just know them as Mike and Andy. Wake me when the show starts. It's already been on a while. Wake me when it's over. Mike, I got a bit of a bee in my bonnet that I thought I'd share with you. Don't you? Yeah, we all know that TV advertising's always been annoying. Is it just me or are the TV ads just getting worse than ever? Oh, mate, they're bloody absolutely terrible. I've got a few that annoy me. What's annoying you, mate? The one that's, well, no, they all annoy me, but the one that's probably annoying me the most is where people get invited by their inner self to learn how to eat. Do you know the one I mean? This is where you learn how to eat. We do, we do. (laughs) I honestly don't, but then again, I don't watch enough TV. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Well, it's some sort of diet thing called Noom. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) And they've got a whole bunch of different ads and they're all painfully annoying. Yeah. I, I sort of zone out when I see those things. Mate. I wish I could. The yeah. next one, particular brand of men's underwear that just gets more and more absurd and annoying with each new version of the ad, and there's been a lot of them. Variety of different blokes making complete asses of themselves. Get some. Have you seen the latest one, mate? It's for the fireballs. I think that's the last thing I want in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> And the jellyfish one, oh, okay. the jellyfish ad, mate, I'll tell you what, that drove me nuts. Get some jellyfish. Yeah. Oh. One that's perhaps not quite as annoying as, as more insulting to our intelligence. Mm. Car insurance ad features the side-on view of a woman sitting in the car talking to her travelling coffee cup. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. what makes me think that it's an insult to our intelligence is if you look at it next time, Yep. You'll notice that her eye level is like about six inches below the level of the top of the dashboard. Right. So she'd actually need insurance because she wouldn't be able to see where she was going. She's like, so, I don't know if she's really short or it's a really big car, but her eye level's down well <laughs> below the binnacle on the dashboard. Uh, i tell you what, mate, when my coffee cup starts talking to me, I start thinking it's time to fall over asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or have another coffee. Yeah. Or have another coffee. And one last one. Yep. In this day and age of attacks on men for violence against women, mm. there's an ad for some online sex shop right. where women are being thrown across the room in the name of great sex. It just doesn't add up to me. You're clearly watching different TV, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, I can't think of which channels it's on, but it's usually a late at night thing and, and it's every second ad on there. Oh, 
Oh dear, oh dear. You just think that's probably not really appropriate in this day and age, but anyway. No. All in the name of advertising. What gets up your nose? You know those, but wait, there's more. Oh, yeah. Right, eh? <laughs> yeah. Without naming names, there's a certain ladder that they've been advertising. Yep. But wait, there's more, and there's 32 free gifts with this damn ladder. Yep. Mate, if I wanted a drill bit, I'll go to Bunnings <laughs> and buy a bloody drill bit. <laughs> if I want a ladder, can I just buy a damn ladder? My old mate Tim Shaw would be just sitting there. I wonder, I often wonder what he thinks, you know. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's working at 2CC in Canberra, but he finished the morning show there. I'm not sure what he's doing now. I haven't spoken to him for a while. I used to get on and have a chat with Tim from time to time, and I had a bit of a laugh with him, so I'd say to him sometimes, but wait, there's more. Bit of an in-joke, you know. Well, not really an in-joke. It was just what he used to say, you know. Yeah. A set of steak knives and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I often wonder if he looks at this sort of stuff and thinks, my God, what have they done? Yeah. And the bloke that they've got doing the voiceover for all of these marketing things, they're all different products, but they've got the same bloke doing the voiceover. Yep. And he has got the most outrageous accent. Yes. And I swear to God, they give the bloody phone numbers to take advantage of the accent. It just does my head in. Over it. Yep. That's my contribution. You'll remember one going back a lot of years ago in Sydney. A certain owner of a department store, I suppose you'd call it, who used to do the ads sitting in a hot tub. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Remember a name? No, I can't remember the name. I remember the ad, though. Joyce Main. Oh, yes, of course, Joyce. Yeah. Joyce, yeah. Used to annoy us no end in those days, but compared to today's lot, it was actually a really good ad. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one in Melbourne, too. There was the Franco Cozzo ads from Melbourne. Hmm. Franco Cozzo was a furniture guy in Footer's Grey. He's like, Comprade de Franco Cozzo. Okay. You know, <laughs> it just sticks in your brain. They weren't particularly bad ads. Mm. They were very memorable ads. You get the Mrs. Marsh ad, you know, remember? Oh, yeah. Putting it in the chalk. It does get in. Right, Andrew. It toughens up teeth to fight all that nasty decay. The fluoride gets right into the enamel, like this liquid gets into this chalk. Oh, Ooh, it does get in. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly think some of these things like not happy Jan and all that sort of thing. Ads become part of the culture. They worked. Yeah, they work. I mean, sometimes they're so bad that they're actually very good yep. to do the job they need to. But I don't know about you, but I sit there and look at those friggin' underwear ads and think I would never, never on principle buy them. They've almost beat me into submission. Oh, dear, Mike. <laughs> Give yourself an uppercut, mate. <laughs> If there's any advertising agency out there, just have a think about what you're doing, please, and don't insult our intelligence. I'll have to get old mate Rowan Dean on. We'll ask him about how it all works. Yeah, we should do that. We'll see what happens. All right. I've let the bee out of my bonnet. Thanks for that. Outstanding, mate. I now know what you think. <laughs> Catch you later. Good on you, mate. When it comes to road transport, safety is everything. Seeing Machines Guardian minimises the risk of fatigue and distraction for drivers and provides real-time monitoring centre analysis and appropriate intervention. Already trusted by more than 400 of the safest road transport businesses around the world, find out how Seeing Machines Guardian can safeguard your fleet, your valuable cargo and most importantly, your drivers. Visit www.seeingmachines.com. Hey everyone, Kermie here. Hope you're travelling well, staying safe and on the right side of the white line, by which of course I mean the left. 
I also hope you're tuning in to the On The Road podcasts with Mike and Andy, because if you're not, two things will happen. One, you'll be missing out on some great interviews, a good few laughs, and what's generally going on out there in truckland. Uh, what's the other thing? Ah, that's it. You won't have heard this plug for On The Road. Hmm. Okay then, so, those of you who are already on here, go and tell your mates about On The Road. They can find it on Spotify or iTunes at On The Road Aussie Trucking Podcast. But you knew that, didn't you? Because you're already... Yeah, look, just go and sell them, okay? Cheers, and take care of you. Just a quick word about our sponsors. Go to our webpage, www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au and you can see who the friends of the show are. And if their products are something that you are interested in or something that you may need, please support them because they support us and they bring our show to you. Road News is brought to you by Big Rigs, Australia's national road transport newspaper. It's on the road news time again, Mike. Good day. How are you going? Doing all right, thank you. Listen, just quickly, something that's always intrigued me. Mm-hmm. How come when you ring one of those psychic hotlines, they ask you for your name? Shouldn't they already know that? <laughs> you should be able to just tell you why you rang straight away. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? How old are you? Anyway. All right, mate, a Gold Coast trucking company has been fined $20,000 for failing to pay back pay entitlements to a truckie for his work over 14 months. Yeah, Southport-based trucking service has been fined $20,000 for failing to back pay entitlements to a bloke between 2017-2018, and this all went through the Federal Circuit Court. Now, there'd been an order made by Fair Work that they had to pay this guy his entitlements, his overtime and, and all that sort of stuff that they hadn't paid, and they just simply declined to do it. <laughs> Remember we had a chat with Trevor Warner about this sort of thing not long ago and he was saying that the Fair Work had no teeth to enforce these orders. Well, it seems now they've decided that they are going to follow this stuff up and help drivers with the court proceedings. Mm. That's the way I'm reading the story. I may well be wrong, but it certainly seems that way. Judge Jarrett said he'd had enough of this sort of thing and that Fair Work had given them more than enough opportunity to try to correct the issue and pay the driver they willfully ignored the compliance notices, so he smacked them with a $20,000 fine and said that that should be enough to make people think twice about not complying with these orders. You'd hope so. I hope he's right. Yeah. All right, mate. Some northern Sydney residents and their local councillor have called for the banning of trucks on the Pacific Highway from the M1 at Warunga to Ride Road in Pimble. Yes. The uh, North Connects Tunnel, you know how much I love the North Connects Tunnel and <laughs> all the fun that it's brought to our industry and the regulation foisted on the industry by our New South Wales government to make people use this infrastructure. It's the same in Queensland. They've made their little laws and put their cameras up and made drivers go around these infrastructure. Mm. They're supposed to provide an alternate route, which is not told. I believe that's part of the regulations surrounding this sort of stuff. So anyway, the truck drivers have decided, or lots of them have decided, that they're going to use another highway, which they're legally allowed to travel up and down. Hmm. And unfortunately, that's annoyed a few people. I cannot see how we can change the rules midway through the game. The toll on the North Connects is $24.59 at the moment. Yep. One of the biggest problems that we've got in places like Sydney and Brisbane and Melbourne, where there are lots and lots and lots of tolls and tunnels and things like that, and you don't have choices to go any other way, really, is the bottom line cost that this is for the businesses. And I support the right for drivers who are driving legally registered vehicles so that they're gazetted on roads to travel on to be able to travel on them. Yeah. 
unfortunately, it will be an interesting way to go to see how this develops in the future. Peak Body Road Freight New South Wales has welcomed a review of the pricing of the state's road tolls. They said it's just common sense. If you want people to do something, incentivise them to do it. A toll is not an incentive, it's a punishment. Yeah. It takes the money straight off the bottom line. They want us to have all these new trucks. It ties in with what Tony was saying last week. Yep. They want us to be economical. They want us to be greener and all the rest of it. One of the surest ways to get blokes to use these tolls is to give them an incentive to use them. Yep. It's as simple as that. Reduce the tolls. Have a small toll. But why do we have to pay five times the amount a car does? Yep. It's not right. And we need to look into it some more. And I appreciate Road Freight New South Wales for standing up and saying this needs to be looked at. Thanks, Simon O'Hara. He's the chief executive. We'll be following this story along for some time, I think. Yes, we will. Yeah, Queensland Truckee is suing his former boss for $1.1 million after a mining rig machine he was carting fell off a ramp at the Townsville port. This guy is suing his former boss for $1.1 million after this mining machine fell off a ramp at Townsville port. Now, Milne had this incident in 2019 and it's caused him to suffer some injuries to his right shoulder and all the rest of it. Now, he's been stuck in the unenviable situation we all have. At one point or another, he's been asked to do something he doesn't know how to do, been given some time pressure and told to go and do it. Mm. And it's gone sideways and he's suffered the physical consequences. I don't know the whole story. I'd encourage people to go to the website and have a bit of a look and follow it along. Yeah. But he's saying he's no longer able to drive. His lawyers have calculated his income for the rest of his life at over seven hundred and something thousand dollars, mm. and one point one million dollar lawsuit is the result of it. Sad fact is that safety is becoming one of those issues in transport. Once upon a time, we used to laugh it off. It's no longer a joke. People pay the price for these mistakes for the rest of their life. Mm. At 53, to say this bloke would earn another $700,000 at the rest of his career, I don't think that's unreasonable. And if he's been put in a situation where someone said, oh, you'll be right, mate, you'll be right, go ahead and do it, and it's not right. Hmm. Unfortunately, the choice drivers get in this situation is they get a choice to say, no, I'm not doing it, and then be told they have an attitude problem and there's the door over there. Or to try and do it to keep their job. We've all got pressure. And we all say, oh, you've got a choice. Well, you have, but sometimes the choices are unpalatable. Mm. And we've all been there. Life has kicked most people in the ass more than once. For sure. And this bloke is just trying to get a reasonable settlement for something that's gone wrong, but he's probably not his fault. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Mm. I wish him well and, and hope that he does do some good. It's time some people were held responsible for some of this stuff. Yeah. Over and above fighting for more rest areas for truckies, trucking industry advocate Rod Hanafy is now also calling for a radical reduction in police compliance power in HVNL jurisdictions. Yeah, and look, I 100% agree with Rod about this. Rod and I have had a couple of chats about this subject. No one argues that the police should be able to do compliance on the road with your basic road law. You know, you're speeding, you're failing to give way, all that sort of stuff. But when it comes down to the heavy vehicle national law, And when it comes down to looking at things that are specifically truck-orientated, the level of training, I think, in the police, in the highway patrol, except for the specialist units, there are a couple of specialist units, like in Victoria, the Transport Operations Group, for example, where guys have intimate knowledge of what the National Heavy Vehicle Law is and the enforcement of it. Some blokes just say, well, no, I think that's wrong, and we'll write a ticket, and if you don't like it, go to court. The problem with going to court, if you're an interstate truck driver, 
we've discussed this before with trip money and wheels aren't turning, you're not earning sort of thing and blokes having no recourse economically except to pay a fine and, and get on with it, which goes on their record. Mm. What Rod is saying that the NHVR should basically remove the enforcement ability from transport law, particularly like labor restraint and all that sort of stuff from the police departments and let the NHVR deal with all that. Yep. There's a whole lot of arguments about that because it's been done in Western Australia. The police have virtually no role in transport compliance or enforcement in Western Australia. Mm. What happens is that there's a different level of communication than that between the drivers. And as Rod said, blokes pile out of their trucks with a bad attitude because we've been blitzed again. We talked about blitzes last week. Some of this stuff is plainly questionable. And there are other issues. There are guys that are getting knocked off for things in one jurisdiction that happened in another. And there are questions now being asked about whether that's right or not. Hmm. Mate, electric vehicle manufacturer Tesla is urging an urgent change. Well, you would urge an urgent change, wouldn't you? (laughs) Is urging an urgent change to size limits so that its zero and low emission electric trucks are legally able to fit on Australian roads. Yeah. (laughs) Who knew? Hmm. (laughs) Call me cynical. We've got this whole argument going on about the size dimensions and all the rest of it. And you know, in this article, they're talking about people maybe needing some extra change and all this sort of stuff. We're talking about 50 millimetres, two inches. Now, this is the reason why we don't get trucks from the US in the same form that they are over there. We don't get them from Europe in the same form, two inches. Mm. Now, we had the Freightliner Coronado out here for the truck show. I think oh, it was 2017, 18, somewhere around there, whenever that truck show was. And we all looked at the Coronado and we all said, what a wonderful thing. Let's have them in Australia. Mm. And they didn't come because Freightliner didn't want to go through and do all the re-engineering that was necessary to make them comply with Australian design rules. Now, if we got Adam or someone like that on from NTI talking about all this sort of stuff, it makes no difference really on the road. It doesn't change the swept path. It doesn't change the way the vehicles interact on the road. And to be perfectly frank, mate, I think if all it is in that we're stopping an accident is two inches, you're too close in the first place. Mm. So we need to do these things. Australia is a very small market. If we want to follow the ATA's recommendations and other people's recommendations and make the big box carriers happy and all the rest of it, we need to alter the dynamic. Australia is a very small market. They're not going to change their design. They're not going to change their production lines. They're not going to change the way they do business for 150 units. It just won't happen. So if we want this stuff to happen in Australia, then it's just a stroke of the pen. We need to get in line with what the rest of the world is doing to get those economic advantages or pay the price as we do now. Kenworth is much, much more in Australia than it is in the States to buy. Mm. We just need to get in line. Our politicians need to be showing some common sense. Don't hold your breath. Indeed. Well, that's all we've got time for this week, mate. Just uh, one last thing, a little word of wisdom for us all to consider. In everything you do, always give 100% unless you're donating blood. I'll leave you to think about that one. No, no, I don't need to think about it. That'd be bad. (laughs) Spot you later. Bye-bye. For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. Truck and Radio is what we do across Australia 24-7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Roadshow.com. Hey everybody, this is Tony Justice and you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Handy. 
since this is a trucking podcast, I want to do something to talk about today, which is entirely about trucks. And I want to talk about steer tyres and steer tyre pressures and the effects that heat have on steer tyres. And I want to get some opinions because you can sit down in any roadhouse and have a conversation with anyone about steer tyre pressure and they will tell you that the pressure in the steer tyres varies depending on the temperature of the road surface. They'll tell you that it varies depending on the brand of tyre. Now, some blokes don't realise that the actual rims are rated for pressure as well as the tyres are rated for pressure. If you look at some of these steer tyres without naming brands, but there are particular brands that some of us like, guys are running pressure over 110 pounds per square inch and some are down as low as 85 pounds per square inch. Now, there are a number of problems that we come across with steer tyres like rib punch and all that sort of thing. Rib punch is where one band, not the shoulders, but a band on the inside of the tyre starts to wear out differently to another tyre. And we've had arguments about balance sand and balance rings. So we need to get to the point where we're understanding what's going on with our own particular truck. And I would like to know what tyre pressures guys are running. I used to run 95 pounds a square inch in my 950, and they gave us a pretty good ride. But I had the balance rings on as well. Before we started doing that, we couldn't keep a set of steer tyres on the thing. It was ridiculous. They were chopping out and scalloping. The other thing to take into consideration is when you're running up in the more tropical regions and the air pressures in the tyres go up, and sometimes I would expect with some of the cheaper rims we're getting with the lower pressure ratings on them, if we're running a higher pressure in our tyre, then we're probably exceeding the safety rating on the pressures on the rim. This results in cracked rims and all that sort of stuff. Now, we're talking about steer tyres, the most important tyres on the truck. Most of us have only got two, one on either side, and if one lets go, they can get pretty hairy pretty quickly. Tell us what you think about steer tyres and what you do that gets you the best tyre wear. It changes from manufacturer to manufacturer with the different weight levels on the steer axles. And it changes in application from on-road, off-road, and around town. Let's have a bit of a conversation. Tell me about your steer tyres, guys. And if someone does it, I'll give them a new on-the-road cap. We've got some caps that are coming, and I'm going to give a few away. So if someone gives us a good contribution on some steer tyres, I'll throw a cap at them. Stay safe, and we'll see you on the road. Given the great chat we had with Tony Justice and Jane Denham this week, we couldn't let the opportunity go by without playing Mike's favourite song of all time. Taking us out this week... Hi everyone, this is Jane Denham and you're listening to Mike and Andy on the road. I hear that this next song is Mike's favourite song because he is addicted to the diesel.
Well, that brings us to the end of another On The Road show. We hope you enjoyed it. On The Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. For more On The Road news and additional features, visit our website at www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Be sure to join us same time next week. In the meantime, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road are great believers in the right to free of speech, and whilst we might not always be in 100% agreement with the views and opinions of our guests and contributors, we firmly support their right to hold and express those opinions.